to the Oddest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to the 40k adjacent Perfect show with time. me. <laughs> that was a flawless question. And with me and Pete <laughs> the Falcone. <laughs> That's a good start. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Uh, how are you? Are you well? Catch me up. How have you been? I'm, I'm very well. I, I'm, you know, it's a roller coaster. Life is a roller coaster. I was like at a peak and then I was at a valley and then I did a loop for a bit and it was, I was throwing up all over the place. Um, not, not in reality, just like metaphorically throwing up. Um, and now we're here and now we're here and I don't know what part of the roller coaster it is because I've started to close my eyes. Um, but it's, man, it's a ride. How yeah, about you? A, yeah, I'm great, thanks. Uh, loads to break down. Uh, I'll, I'll catch you up. I, so uh, I, we just put out the kind of announcement that we're going to be running. I told you this, obviously, off air already. Uh, the announcement yeah. that we're going to be running events, uh, which is called Here in the TSN Arena. So that's based in Nottingham, and uh, we're going to be putting on some 40K events. So uh, the way I've got it set up is we're going to run uh, 40K singles on the Saturday and then a 40K team, so teams of four on the Sunday. Uh, and then mm-hmm. if people wanted to make it a two-dayer, they could just buy a singles event and a, t- and a team event sort of thing. Uh, so really excited about that, just because I'm just, you know, obviously I've been doing all the terrain, all that other stuff. I just think one of the things I'm very excited about is, even though I won't be playing at the events at the moment, like having people here playing events, like watching these games of 40K, watching these games of Age Sigmar happen, I think that's very exciting. It means that I, because I feel that that's where I I. I am a practical learner. Uh, thank you, everyone, for resubscribing, by the way. Plymouth Troll Slayers, a Reaper. Lovely that you're all here, Team and Cash. Uh, thanks for all resubscribing. Yeah, like, I'm a really, like, in-person learner. So I really need to be there or at least need to look at the data like you do um, and then kind of, like, sit down, talk through it all, have those conversations. So I think that's really how I learn. I'm not really, like, I can't really do it any other way. So very excited for that. Very excited. Uh, and also just Ooh. watching the teams. I'm looking for, looking forward to watching the teams do the draw process and watching them yeah. like, that's fuck, that's going to be really fun. So I'm really hyped about that. So I'm excited. Thank you. We're in Dungarees today for the show. Uh, I see that. I uh-huh. see that. One of my favorite fashion choices, uh, well, the Dungaree. I just think if we're going to go into the salt mines of competitive 40K today, I need to dress like... Yeah. I've got a pitchfork. Is that right? What do I need? Pitchfork or pickaxe? I'm not sure. I don't need like. To... Uh, I've been trying to follow um, like the the online competitive opinions of people, and I don't know what you're supposed to need anymore. I, like it's a lot of it's a lot of um, like lances and white horses and, um, and like beautiful shining armor to protect <laughs> your favorite faction, and then yeah, a lot of pitchforks, a lot of torches on the other end. It's um, yeah, there's no in between. There's no in between. I guess there's like polarized, right? Yeah, I guess there's like the the Tom Adriani like uh, Father Time patiently sitting on his bench. Don't worry, there's more codexes coming. If you could wait six months, everything will be fine. Don't just take your shit lickings now, and then Admech will come out and fuck a day worse. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Accurate and a good, uh, yeah. a good uh, review. Uh, can I just? I'm uh... practically immortal. Is what <laughs> is Tom Adriani right now? Everyone can wait. I've seen eight seasons of 40k. Not a one of them scared me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, thanks everyone, by the way, for joining us live. Uh, very much appreciate that you're here. 
um it's uh, it's it's very lovely to see you all thanks for listening to the podcast watching on youtube um uh, shout out to noops one of our only youtube viewers uh <laughs> we've got so few i can call you out individually and i love you all individually um, thank you all six of you wait <laughs> fucking keep it up honestly i don't know what it is about youtube we just don't get it well we get loads of people watching the vods on twitch i think is the the drama anyway uh thanks all for tuning in thanks everyone on patreon and all the other chats you guys literally make it so i can live and dress like a farmer so appreciate it val's not here today uh but, sorry what are you saying pete no i'm just sad val's not here like i find when val's not here we talk more about warhammer which is never what i want on an adjacent show um but you know, as the great um, Auguste Comte once said, Comte, 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 yeah, C-O-M-T-E, guys, look him up. He's a brilliant man. He said, um, I'm walking on a spider web, leave a message, and I'll call you back. I didn't know that's what <laughs> I heard that Val was actually off to start a flame war with Nikos from the Thursday show. That's what I heard. Man, I heard that... man there's <laughs> hatred there between those two, like... Just deep, like, right, like yeah, layers, layers of hatred. <laughs> Deeply, because I think Val said Mordheim wasn't good once, and all of a sudden Nick's Nick's oh, rage untethered. Nick was so angry, I can't even. I've never seen that. Like, I mean, there's uh, like bigger news than whatever we're going to talk about is Bone leaving tabletop uh, tactics. Like, he what has. is happening there? That is depressing. I thought that would never happen. Um, yeah, the look in his it... eyes, though. The look in his eyes. Ooh, boats. Videos? Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about him leaving? Like, have you, like have I don't you... like change, Rob. You know that. I'm mm -hmm. a traditionalist. I'm very mm -hmm. staunch. I don't... Like, if we could go back to the early 1900s um, way of thinking and doing everything... The Mennonite way. Yeah. 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 Like... Yeah. Like, um, that's all I want. I want um, a nice fireplace, um, smallpox if I could get it. Just, so yeah, change is bad. Don't change. Bone, stay. Even if you've gotten a much better opportunity and you look happier and the sky's the limit, like, get out. Go back. Yeah. <laughs> Just so stay, stay where you are. Well, I'm actually really, I'm, re I'm really happy for him because he's left, like, the dream job for some people, which is just playing Warhammer all day, every day. But like Owen said in the chat, maybe lockdown got to bone. Only doing that is only doing oh, that yeah. thing uh, must be pretty hard, like uh, over the course of like a straight year. And I think also lockdown generally has given a lot of people time to reflect ultimately uh, and given people. So I just wish him the best. I like he's a lovely fellow. I've met him quite a few times. He's come on the show. Uh, I hope he just yeah. like lives, lives his journey. Fellow. And also like, what an audience. If he's like, I'm doing a one-man show about uh, the madness of the inner soul, mm -hmm. we're all buying tickets. There's no we way. Really we are. <laughs> he's got an audience lined I'll up. Buy all, I will buy all the tickets and make you guys watch it. That is what I will do. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go is what I want. And I will raucously cheer is what I'll do. Yeah. And buy, But you know how other people get roses thrown to them at the theater? I'll throw dice. Don't you have like forty some odd typhus models? You can just toss those at him while he's trying to do his things. Get him! You get him, Bone. That's right. Uh, wait, has Val quit? Wait, has Val left to join Bone in whatever? Because oh, no. Val has a, a, a degree in theatre. 
He does, uh, or something. I don't know if he actually has a degree in it. I think he, I think he was in like an improv group once, um, right? And that's 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 his degree. But I mean, like, and we're not talking upright citizens brigade. Like, he, it was like uh, Joe Blow's uh, stand up time, uh, like in downtown Toronto. So not actually good, um, but that counts for a theater degree here in Canada. We're not, we're not very theatrical at all. Like, arty no no i mean it's the true. best we ever got from canada i think was the tv series due south which i love due south um story about due south you know my kidney stone stories right yeah you love them everyone yeah, do. does <laughs> um do. so i won't go too into detail because people don't like them um but there was a particular kidney stone story um where uh, my body got all messed up due to drugs. I hadn't pooped in like three weeks and my, and it was a real bad shape. And the doctor was like, here's this medicine and um, this will fix you. But like as soon as you take it, like you got about 30 minutes and then you got to sit down on the toilet and then you might pass out. So you got to drink water while you're on the toilet I have no timeline for how long you'll be on that toilet after three weeks of, the, of not doing anything. And I was like, Doc, you're a lifesaver. And I was in, like, very bad pain. I hadn't slept in, like, two weeks. Um, so I go home. I turn on due south. And Paul Gross and I, we sat through that first, like, 25-minute countdown after I took the medicine, thinking, yeah, this is it. Due south. Be here for me. I couldn't finish the episode. I went to the bathroom. Um, from like 157, like just as credits were about to roll, I didn't get to see exactly what happened, but I'm sure he saved the day, um, until about 9 PM at night on that toilet. Like things happened to me that didn't happen in Vietnam, Rob, like just <laughs> didn't happen, but I felt so good when it was done. So good. Okay. Giant Arby's. Uh, like a big gulp of water in front of me. Mm. Mm. I, uh, I've never experienced such a journey, I think, mm. and nor do I want to ever. No? <laughs> like Jack Nicholas said, never trust a fart in a, a sh movie once. Um, I well, trust them all. Well, this oh. allows me to ask a question. That painful mm. experience, which sounds like it took hours, what would you prefer to like go through did. again? Would you prefer to go through that again or the 40K conversations you've had to read this weekend? Which, oh, my God. Would I would just shit for seven hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> like, much preferred, man. Much preferred. Um, you know that I love um, reading, um, you know, non-data-driven anecdotal uh, opinions on the Internet. Like, that is just, like, my one big love is like i want everyone to just say uninformed things for hours and i want to read all of them i want to read all of your opinions guys <laughs> you like do. if you're in chat right now and you're like i have an opinion understand i'm lying i don't want it your opinion means nothing to me um you're garbage most of you seven percent of you probably i don't know 93%. Only the Twitch chat are the only ones I listen to at the podcast yeah, bros. That's it. I'm like, everyone else could burn for all yeah. I care. Screw them. 
Uh, thank you to the Preceptor for resubscribing. I think um, one of the... Thanks, by the way, for... Listen to Twitch chat. I see all of you making horse-based jokes. Like, I see it. Like, I'm ignoring like, it. Like, I get guys, it. Guys, I yeah. tried to open the show with it, and he deflected, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Deflected yes. like a boss. Yes, fine. I have. This been, isn't the I, centaur show. This is the adjacent show. This is the adjacent oh. show. Yes, I've, I've started dating a lady of the horse category. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Alison Breed in a movie about that. She's really attractive. I'm sure this woman that you're stalking at um, <laughs> Churchill Downs or wherever you're at is uh, <laughs> great. Did I tell you there was a Downton Two coming out? Did I say? Um, you didn't, but I already know. I do oh. know that Downton is is returning. There's a movie or something, right? Like, I'll watch yeah. it. I won't know what's happening. <laughs> so, uh, right, okay. Let's let's go on to Warhams because we've trotted, mm-hmm. as the Twitch chat have said, um, cantering around the issue. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe this. I should never have retweeted it. I should have. I know horse commentary. It. I got. Oh it. my god! Uh, the thing is, you won't care I about this at all. Ones. Okay, so my uh, my question to you is: um, so the the the, the hatred uh, that burns in your soul for these people leaving these comments is all to do with the Drukari win rate. You did discuss that um, it was problematic. So could you could you contextualize it for me? There, the Drukari book has come out, and then we've had two weeks of results. There's like a bunch of questions I want to ask, but yeah. Um, okay. Because like we're currently pre-FAQ. Can I start there before anything else? Can you say to me why events... What? So what's your opinion? So events currently are running uh, the Jukari book without the FAQ coming out. Personally, I think for my events and for events that I kind of want to like tip my hat to, I think you shouldn't run, allow new codexes or new armies before the FAQ window. I don't think that that's, that makes sense. Even though I know that we... like, What would you think of it? What do you think? So it's like a weird catch-22. If we don't have events without FAQs, we're relying on data that may not be, like, the best. Um, Sometimes we need to get those GTs, like, in the bag so we can say, like, hey, um, like, there really is a problem. Um, I do think that there's, like, with the databases we have available to us out of like ITC Battles app and a few others, we could probably do without now because the like they're relatively reliable for now at least. But they're it's something that I'd worry about. I I would love if like super majors waited for an FAQ of anything. Like that would be my thing. If if um like ACO or um, LVO BAO whatever Zach's calling his. Sh- like shit show um, of events. Um, uh, if they GT, would, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if they can we also? Would, oh no! You you make your point. You carry on. Anyway, no, that's it. Like, I just think like we do need these GTs to so that we can really like lay down. Like, here's where the the problems lie. It helps us identify them. Um, but I think we just the big problem is it's like as a community accepting that there might be one when yeah. it happens. Agreed. Uh, can I just, uh, I want to continue with this conversation. I would like to hugely thank the Preceptor for donating five gift subscriptions to the chat. That's incredibly kind of you. Preceptor, uh, look at you. Preceptor, you go. You precept that that's a great it thing to do. Stuff. So, yeah, appreciate you. 
Um, uh, so yeah, like uh, Neil Kurtz in the chat, uh, he says no FAQ, uh, new code, no no new codex is the norm in Sweden because we're all a bunch of vicious cunts, according to the Falcon. Oh, <laughs> I mean, they are, they are vicious cunts. Um, like Neil just messaged me to be like, you're wrong, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, in a in a DM, he's like, wait till I give you my Greek hammer data, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about your Greek hammer data. Um, means nothing to me. <laughs> from a shitty team event that's obviously skewed towards bad players. Like, I get it, Neil. I get it. You want to you wanna be important um, in, to me. And I like that. I like that you uh, value my opinion enough. Um, and I'm sassy this morning. It's the three you hours. Are, the you ex- are. The extra hour? Yeah. Extra You've had an extra hour sleep. sleep. Is that what it is? Yeah. Two to wow. three is a big difference for me. Like, I'm, I'm essentially as alert as, um, like, a Russian sniper. <laughs> it's uh it's why i need events to start at 9 a.m because when they start at eight that first hour of commentary is rough for oh, the audience eh, yeah i want to die, die. <laughs> um anyway yeah the uh thanks to beard and brew for resubscribing that's appreciated loads yes meatball says you can't plan events around games workshop inconsistent faq three weeks after codex release would be fair i just think you just wait until the faq and then if it isn't out a week before your event let's say just say like it's not out so like tough titties like and if that was a consistent theme amongst everyone i think the problem is is it's it's always it's always inconsistent like between the different tos um and then you kind of lead to where we're at now which is um uh, i hate everyone in the chat today like fucking podcasters you can't read it but they're awful today just no, I'm. I, I I could read it if I want to. My phone, cell phone battery is almost dead, so I'm not. I'm not in chat like I usually am as well. I'm just going to assume it's amazing because they're amazing people and I love them, <laughs> and they would say all the things that I think all the time. Uh, the preceptor asks. Okay, here's a, here's a good question for you, Pete, and I'd like to circle back to the 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 events from the weekend. How can we get sure. accurate FAQ if they aren't putting it through rigorous rigorous tournament yeah, exactly. testing? No, and that's what I mean. I think like there is, I think there are small things we could do without, um, which is kind of what GW was doing initially um, with the, the FAQs when they said like we're going to do a two week FAQ, nobody worry. Um, so we'd get FAQs, but they were very small. They generally didn't actually fix any problems with a codex unless they were super glaring. Um, and that is something that I do think we should do still. I do think like there should be a hey, yeah, we noticed based on your opinion that competitive edge. Uh, Triptych Witch or whatever or Whip is an, an issue, so um, it's not meant to do that. Here you go. Here's your two week FAQ. Um, just to fix those things, that would probably be best for the community. Um, but sometimes you get these issues where, like, anecdotally something seems so powerful that you might jump the gun without without doing the like Dark Angels. Uh, Dark Angels is something I think a lot of people were wrong about. I still think they're extraordinarily strong. Um, but they never hit the numbers uh, people expected, and now Drew Curry are just going to absolutely destroy them forever, so it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I even was like, man, Drew Curry, like, I'm, I I will always say, let's wait for the data, but, like, Drew Curry on paper, they just look like they're so much better than everything else, and they had, like, a good week where they didn't win very many events. I think they won, like, one event. Um, did some really good stuff in TTS, and um, now Drukari are here to say, like, hey, guess what? Sucks to be you, buddy. We just absolutely shit all over your army now. So Merry Christmas. Let's play a different game. 
Well, let's talk about the let's talk about the event results from the weekend because this is sure. kind of like the burning hot question, I guess, uh, or not, but burning issue, I guess, uh, that, coming out from the weekend. How well did Drukari do at the weekend? So we've had three weeks of GT results for Drukari, which is really just two because last week, it, like most people, took the time off. There was like thirty some odd RTTs last week instead of GTs. Um, the first weekend that they were available, there was a major and a GT. Ratcon and Fabricator Forge. Um, they they won both events and came in second at Fabricator Forge. Um, they had, if you counted the RTTs, a seventy one percent win rate. Wow. Um, over like about a hundred and some odd games. So not enough for me to really say it's an issue. Although only in terms of uh, in terms of those kind of results, only um, Iron Hands has ever like broken a seventy with that amount of games um, for, for an early launch. Um, so to me, I was already like, plus with everything I'd been talking to competitive gamers about, I was a little worried, plus my own readings of it. Uh, week two, just RTTs. Um, I collected another hundred and some odd games of their data and uh, 71% win rate. So still going strong. Very they won... Of the tw- it was twenty six events, I believe I I tracked, and they were unde- they had thirteen undefeated lists um, over those twenty six events, so very very powerful stuff. Mm. Um, and then this last weekend, we actually kind of had a smorgasbord of of stuff going on. There were eight eight official GTS, and then a couple guys that kind of like they started at twenty eight, but they either had to use their ringer to get their twenty eighth, or they had a bunch of people drop out after the first or second round. So I don't usually count those yeah. uh, for statistics. But um, of the like eight that like actually kind of maintain GT status, they won four of them. They were undefeated at four. Um, they had another top four. They had two other top four finishes. Um, they had a 72.8% win rate, um, 75% when you remove the mirror. Um, so, like, in total... Because yeah, that's, the... that's one of the things people don't really discuss much, is when you do look at mm-hmm. win percentage rates, obviously you have to look at how much they cannibalize themselves later, mm-hmm. like late game. And yeah, and so they, when you and they do on. it a lot because they're so good, they, pl- they end up getting uh, paired into each other often. Um, they're only 6% of the meta. Uh, I, I say only, that's actually like a decent number. Mm. Um, they had been about three pre-codex, but like every time a new codex comes out, you'll see a spike. Um, so just to put this stuff into context, like Iron Hands was 10% at launch. Yeah. They had a 73% uh, win rate, uh, 73.4, so slightly higher. They had a 78% win rate um, without the mirror. So, you know, a little bit higher. Um, the Drukari T-Whip right now is 32.5%. Um, Iron Hands was about a 35. Uh, just to contextualize like what we're seeing, um, their average first loss is around 2.86, which I've only ever seen out of Raven Guard and Iron Hands um, back when they were like highly considered to have very broken builds. And um, yeah, it's like there's... This is over about 150 GT games and almost 300 RTT games. So, like, this is enough data for me to say, like, we definitely have an issue. There might be some, um, like, reduction to mean that we would see, but not enough for it to to make a difference. 
Um, let's talk about let's one, talk about the kind of the. Can we talk? Oh no, finish your point. Sorry. No, no, no. Like we, I may, may, I may naturally get to this anyway. I probably will naturally get to what I was about to say anyway. Let's actually like do an interview flow here. What's the question? Well, yeah, <laughs> it's just more. It's more just like so. The contextualization of that is then you, as soon as you dump that information out there into the world, you obviously get the count. You get the counterpoints, right? Mm-hmm. So in Iron Hands. So just for context, and I don't think any of my audience ever needs me to put this into context, but I've actually, uh, I kind of like shot myself in the foot a few years ago when we were doing Agency Mar Stats because there was so much pushback, which is pushback you're about to kind of talk to me about that you received all the time. Uh, there was so much pushback about some of the very high-end or very well-performing armies um, that I kind of like gave people like a really like, like soft area. I was like, look, aim between 40 and 60% and you're okay. Like anything mm-hmm. above that is fine. So seventy-two, which is crazy, but really a better game system is more between forty-five and fifty-five. That's more yeah. the kind of conversation we should really be discussing. And like anything that falls below or above that, like even at sixty percent, I would argue is outrageous. So when we mm-hmm. get to seventy-two percent, it's wild, like fully wild, like yeah. you know, finger guns in the air, wild. So like. Um, I think that's one of those things people really miss. I, I don't know, like if you've kind of encountered this before as well, because oh yeah, yeah, okay. So, like if we go way back to when I first started collecting data, when the when the system was was doing very well, was kind of at a, what people I think would think was its most balanced. The win rates were generally between about forty seven and fifty three. Stuff below forty six, forty seven was widely considered to be unusable. Stuff above 53 was considered broken or like just had a particular build that was absolutely disgusting. Um, and for a long time, that was like Imperial Knights and Inari. And Imperial Knights were like borderline. They were like a 53.5 for forever and ever. And they didn't win a ton of events. They were just like a low table shit stomper. Um, Space Marine 2.0 came out really changed everything because we saw like such a huge rise in power armor armies that it skewed so much, right? You could reliably skew to deal with power armor or if you had a faction that just like naturally beat a three plus armor multi multi wound model. Um, it like, it really skewed those results to where I wasn't shocked if I saw like a 58% win rate. I didn't think it was necessarily healthy, but like you could still see very diverse uh, meta wins with several factions in that like 57, 58% win rate, like we saw with um, Sisters of Battle and um, like Harlequins here in ninth edition, um, where they've been consistently that high, which in the olden days would have terrified me. Um, but now I just like acknowledge like this is a very good army that is very good against, um, you know, what's the most prevalent thing in the meta. Um, so anything above that for me now is kind of where I start to say, okay, is this a trend that I need to watch for? Um, and I like, there are certain arguments I get and I understand like this is basically three weeks worth of data, really just one that had an extensive amount. And generally that gets people a little, um, little, you know, back arched, right? Like, come on, wait, wait. We saw this with Iron Hands. Iron Hands, their first like real week, which was essentially their third week in GT status. They won... Seven of nine events, 17 of 19, um, if you counted like RTTs. Um, And I did get a lot of pushback of like, hey, let's wait a few more weeks. And the thing is, is that this this mark, this three-week mark, this is um, generally when the meta has settled. People don't – a lot of people think like it takes a long time for the meta to adjust to a new codex if it's it's really strong or or what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, It really doesn't. 
um, especially with TTS available to people to like power through games. The mid tables, the bottom tables, yes, they haven't adjusted yet. The top tables, a hundred percent, already have. Um, so this is the point where if I was watching data, I'm looking at what is happening at table at like round four and five with these armies. Like, how are they losing? Are they losing consistently? Is the, are the games even close? And then that's not what we're seeing. It was just like with Iron Hands. The, the this isn't as bad. I guess I need, really need to emphasize, despite the numbers looking similar, it isn't as bad. Drukhari are kind of nailed down to one or two particular builds, and. I honestly think what needs to be fixed is far less than what needed to be fixed out of that other codex. So, so one of the one of the things I think, uh, and there's loads of questions to ask off the back of that. But one of the mm. things I think uh, is really interesting is the meta representation, because like you said, six percent versus ten percent when Iron Hands were doing so well, because it felt like almost anyone could pick up Iron Hands and do very, very well against yeah. most people. Is it a conversation that like the Jukari power level is more skill based because? There's also another conversation where these are just the Jukari armies that people had available. Like, these mm -hmm. are the ones that they just had lying around. Like, if you talk about a production meta, like, one of the things that I think is always really interesting, Jukari book comes out, and then people are like, do you have a bunch of liquefiers on racks? Like, are they available? Are they, Like, do you have them to hand? Like, and I guess that's my kind of question. Is it more that 3% is represented, represented by a bunch of players who play pretty well anyway, and are already good players, so their win rate's already high, and then they've just been given tools to kind of push that up? Or is it like, you know, like anyone can pick them up and push them around, would you say? I think right now anybody can pick them up and push them around. I honestly think um, as long as you, like, you have to own the, the quote-unquote build, I think, or one of the the builds. Um, because they're, Which you like, can go it, and see on 40kstatcenter.com, right? 40kstats.com has like all the, the, and you'll see almost all of them are um, three patrols. You got witches, incubi, three to five raiders, maybe even more raiders, um, racks with liquefiers, witches, um, Drazar, a couple succubi of deadly variety and an archon just hitting around. Like this is this is what you see in in almost all of the very like top end competitive lists. And what, and what is it that makes them so dominant versus like what like what is it that's new in there that's so dominant? Is this have a lot of it now? Like it's very cheap or they, they answer an issue? They everything punches up. Everything in the army punches up. Um, and like the stuff you would think would work against them doesn't. And I think a big part of it. And I don't want to blow too many leads because I know Goonhammer is doing a very like in-depth article on what they think, and I helped write some of it. So like okay. I'll say the stuff that I that I say because it's already out there. I give it for free on 40k stats. Not that Goonhammer makes you pay either, but like, um, like we we don't have any transport armies right now other than Harlequins, and Harlequins transports are very easy to crack open um, if if they let you. Like that was always the thing with Harlequins; they don't let you crack them open unless until they want to, right? And then how can you eat the stuff inside? Um, raiders are very cheap at 95 points once you give them a weapon, a, a, an actual weapon that can do something, um, and grizzly trophies. And that is like extremely cheap for a, a, a high mobility transport with fly that can carry 12 models. Um, and the 12 models inside um, have the damage dealing potential of like Repentia from Sisters of Battle, which are notoriously one of the strongest units in the game. And they can put 12 of them in that thing um they have ways to disembark um and still shoot uh, like after they've moved 
Um, they're functionally extraordinarily fast. Even if you do destroy the transport, generally they're running, like I said, between three and five. You have to be able to destroy them all and, and then deal with the fact that they can advance and charge in the next turn. So you really do need to kill everything inside on the same turn. Um, and there's not very many armies that can do that. Armies that can do that often have to skew real hard to do it. And then you have to wonder, are, am I even going to play Drukhari in this tournament to get to that point? Because right? they're such a low representation and then there's yeah. just Marines forever. Yeah, so like, did, if you do that, do you have a game into Dark Angels? And this would be cool if they weren't this strong. Like, if they weren't just like, um, like there's so many really strong like stories from this last weekend where you see these really competitive lists hit Drukhari and the, the opponents are just like, I just didn't have it. I could deal with the first wave. I couldn't deal with the next six, right? Because it's like, it's just constantly pulsing at you. And then... So I think like your average, your average to below average Drukari player can still do very well with that kind of a list, no matter what, because they just have so much power for their points. They're just like generally undercosted all these units. Um, there will come a time like where people are just going to be like, "I'm going to run a hundred Necron warriors," and you'll have to deal with it. We're already seeing seeing that as like a as like a spoiler to this army. Um, but then really strong Drukari players just play the mission. They just say, okay, well, I can't kill that many warriors, so I'm going to sit back here with my Courts of the Archon that are super cheap, that are, like, the amount of power you have to put in to kill them is extreme, and then I'll get, like, while we stand, we fight, and sit on my back objectives and run around you because I'm faster. So, like, there's just a lot in this book that's very good. What I am seeing that is at least heartening is that, you know, the builds that don't go into this general kind of thing where they kind of go venom spam or other things don't work nearly as well very few good good results out of like venom spam or going more into covens rather than doing racks like trying to take grotesques and talos not to say those units are bad they just don't uh they just don't function nearly as well is there anything that performed well into them like was was there something like a rock paper scissors okay no <laughs> okay yes, that's right. like at a gt level there's yeah. there are factions that have only played them like three times right and so i can say you know hey white scars are three and one versus them at a gt level mm. and that is heartening to a degree because you're like okay white scars are a good army but then if you looked at the itc battle app data which i did last night um which is kind of what got this kind of fire under me the guys at goonhammer um they like uh, the guy that runs ITC Battle Apps will send them data periodically. So we asked for it when we were writing this article. And I deep dove it like late last night before I went to bed and just started like skimming all the stuff from the Drukari launch forward. And I pulled all the matchups and it's a thousand games yeah. um, that they have since launch in that in that app. Um, still like I, like I don't want to bury too much of the lead, but they don't have a bad matchup. There's, okay. I don't, I don't think there's a single well, faction that they have less than a seventy percent win rate against. Okay, so exciting that there's going to be a big old Goonhammer article on this. So like, which will be something really fun to. I'm a big fan, big fan of Goonhammer, <laughs> big fan of their articles. So very excited. Like, I, I like that they do the work, right? Um, and so it'll be really, really fun to read. So looking forward to that. So what really happens then? So I mean, number one, big stonks, everyone. Uh, we're still mm -hmm. waiting for the FAQ. Um, you said that you think maybe points are, are, are change. I guess one of the things, uh, one of the big pushbacks, which uh, is really fun to watch on Facebook, is uh, a, a group of lads in white armor sat atop a mighty noble steed. Um, and as we all know, huge fan of horses at this point. Mm -hmm. the, oh, um... yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> the... Um... 
the pushback is the meta needs to adapt i.e there's some build that you aren't running that plays well into this and then there's a follow-up that this book has been put into a meta that it's that we haven't seen the rest of for instance Admech will smash them off the table, or Demons will smash them off the table, sure. or Sisters will smash them off the table. None of these books yet released, so mm-hmm. everyone has to play with these as an like an ungodly king. How do you feel about those kind of like counter-arguments and thoughts? It's a real shit argument, isn't it? Really shit. Yeah, yeah, like super right? shit. But, like, tell me like, why you think it. <laughs> like, um, I get the first one. You know, hey, this is a new thing. It's different than all the other things. It's not. Harlequin's are similar, just nowhere near as good. Um, and that's saying something for an army that's really good. Um, like, they just... They're just too overtuned. So to to say, like, the meta needs to adapt, this is where it comes back to what I've said before. Like, every time I've tracked a codex in terms of GT play, when there's been enough games to, to track them, um, this is the time when we've seen it. This is the time where people have already said, these are the builds that are going to work. This is what I'm going to do to beat them. And like the best codexes, they might win one or two events. They might, you know, they might make up a few uh, fourth place finishes. They might, they might have a decent 10% of T whip, right? Like that's a strong codex um, for 6% of the meta. Like this is way bigger than that. This is like, in extreme so that's not the not not it people would have already come up with the solution like art of war has been playing this codex online for like a month right they someone well, I, over there would have been like oh yeah i just have to run that because they won with that it's, um, it's it's just it do you know what the statement is rude i generally tend to find like i don't I know i shouldn't be like pissy and offended but like so same mm-hmm. when i do age of sigma stuff people are like you just don't understand i'm like i, I like i do this every day like and yeah i could be thick that's fine. Like that's a that's a very viable like solution in this in this list. But like I absorb myself in this. Like I try really hard. I like I learn. I listen to players. I read the lists. Mm-hmm. I look at the results. I take that information in and I make that part of my conversation in my mental in my head. And I and I hope that like I can have this kind of. It's kind of like um, the amazing work that so Neil and Tom when they were doing uh, the Greek Hammer WTC pairing stuff. When we yeah. had any, when we had any, either of those two talking about it, or when we had any of the captains on discussing it, they would be like, "Here's an army. This army in this pairing for the team format will beat this army. This is what I am putting in." Like you have to have some confidence that you understand how matchups work to be like, yeah. "This beats this." So it's oh, not yeah. like, like that's that's some confidence. So the idea that there is like someone out there like i know the secret uh, to defeat it and it's not also the top players like may, be it art of war be it the guys in australia be it the guys in sweden be it the guys in the uk whatever the situation is whoever they are that they they those people who have also absorbed all of this information and spend their life doing it they don't have the answer either is insane yeah. <laughs> and this isn't to say like they're like some unbeatable menace like i i'm sorry i get so excited when numbers are this high like yeah. you can beat them I don't think if you're the same skill level as your opponent across the table that you can. That's, I think, the big problem, right? Like, I think if um, a Dick Nonavati or, like, a Brian Pullen or someone that's, you know, like, a high-quality caliber player were to sit across the table from you and was not running Drukhari and you're Joe Schmo from his garage with his Drukhari army that you netlisted, no problem with netlisting, guys. It's actually totally fine. Really Um, good, actually. 
like don't like those guys can beat you. I like I hundred percent think that they can outplay that because they know the army well enough that they can do the things. I don't think it's going to be easy for them, but I think they can do it. I think the issue comes when uh, Joe Garagehammer plays Stefan Garagehammer, or when uh, Nick plays Brian, or you know, two people of a similar caliber get together and and have this matchup. That's when it's an issue. Um, I'm sure someone like Sean Dayton's going to have a list that's just like dick stomps the crap out of Drakari because because it uses all sorts of wonky rule settings and, and crazy combos that no one's ever heard of. That's super great. Not everybody's that dude, right? Like there's a small percentage of the population that can act in that way. So I guess my next question is um, because uh, sorry, I want to answer the other part. I'm oh yeah, yeah, please, 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 please. I, I never did. We yeah, yeah, we yeah, do yeah, carry on. About that. There's this rock, paper, scissors mentality that I'm seeing. And this is the one that I think is the weirdest. And I actually am into it. Like, I, I believe that they're right. I believe that because COVID has slowed down launches, we're seeing a book come out that should have been almost in tandem with, like, one or two other codexes that were um, either equally strong or were thought to be, like, a rock, paper, scissors situation for Drukari, right? Whether it's Admech or Oryx or Sisters. Like, this is a book that's supposed to come out with another book that's just as powerful. That has never worked in the past. Like we've never really seen a, like a rock paper scissors situation come out with anybody doing well. Generally, just those two armies do way better than everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it was the situation where it's like, yes, Admech are the hard counter to Dukari. Do you want that in the game? Do you want to have a book that you look at the pairing in singles play? I'm not talking about teams play because that's pro- it's perfectly fine there. Where I look at my Admech army and then I look and I see Drukari and I immediately say, okay, well, I'm just going to win this game. Um, no matter what's going on here. They have to play so much better than me to even have a chance. Um, that shouldn't be how the game is is developed. And I don't think it is. Like I, I think they think like, hey... Um, you know, this is book of, of equal power, so this will be what kind of meshes things out. But what's probably going to happen then is, like, what does Admech do to Space Marines if they're the counter? Do they just, like, eat them up too? Do they just gobble them up? Like, is this some kind of there-will-be-blood situation and they're taking their milkshake? <laughs> like, that is a big concern to me that that's, that that's kind of where we're going. Like, is this a power creep thing, which I generally don't believe in? Um, I believe there's slight power creep. I've talked about that. I don't, and I don't believe it's intentional. Um, but like, is it that kind of thing where we've thrown the babies out with the bathwater now? And like, if you play, if you bought Necrons early, sucks to be you, boy, because now you have to deal with all these way better armies that are coming out. I really hope it's not. Like, it's an answer that I see, and I 100% feel that it might be the case. I just hope it isn't. I hope that that's like, let's wait for more codexes. Isn't the solution. Because I think it'll be bad for us. I think also the rock, papers, uh, I think the rock papers, papers uh, scissors mechanic as well. Like, is is a difficult one to pitch to someone like me, uh, and I think to someone like you, because you then are like, and and we should all probably think about it, like, and what if that's what we want from the game? Because when you do that, what you're talking about is a polarized singular list from a broad range of models inside of a codex. What you're really saying is, this army can do X, let's say rock, this army can do X, let's say paper, and those two play. And you're like, well, what if I wanted to build a paper in this army? Well, it just doesn't play that way. Like, okay, so I can only build rock. Like, and I think one of the things that I find interesting, and one of the things I really, really love about competitive Warhammer, and I I consider all competitive Warhammer really just to be gaming Warhammer. I don't Mm -hmm. really... Like, 
Like, I don't think this, this stuff doesn't make any sense to me. So this is, for me, this is gaming Warhammer. I think one of the things that I find very interesting is that the armies are disparate. They are different. I, I was talking yesterday a lot about tempo and how some armies play at, like, very different tempos. Like, some are late-game armies, some are really early uh, early armies. And I think that that's a kind of very interesting conversation. I don't think the designers really even intend. But the players haven't. The players understand it for themselves. And I think the rock, paper, scissors mechanic really isn't very good because or the idea of it isn't particularly good. It is in army style, but not in book. Like, I don't want Drakari to be rock and Custodes to be paper. What I want mm-hmm. is me to be able to build one of, let's say, those three styles, let's say, inside yeah. of a book, and then put that out there. Then there'd be more diversity, and I think that's good. Because, I guess, uh, I, I mean, I've got to ask it just so you can answer it. I guess the problem is that with something of a win rate this high, like, what's the problem with having something that has a win rate this high? Like, what's the issue, do you think? Like, I know that seems insane to ask, but some people are like, well, what's the, what's the problem? Like, well, they're strong. <laughs> yes, they're strong. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of problems with a 70-some-odd percent win rate, right? Like, it really skews what you're going into a tournament expecting to see. It, it skews, I think the biggest problem with something like that is it's very indicative of how much fun you're going to have in a game against that army. If an army has a 70-plus win rate, 70-plus percent win rate, and they've got a T-whip of 35%, um, if you are playing into that army round one or round two of an event, eh, like you're just going to get destroyed. You're just going to get absolutely destroyed. It will not be fun. Um, and then if you're a top level player and you're building to that army, a lot of times, once it hits that level, you just have to think, well, I might as well just play that army. Right. And so then we see a skew towards it becoming a 15% of the meta army or a 20% of the meta army, like Iron Hands ended up becoming. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to a situation where you go to a big event like LVO and I think Gunhammer put this percentage out there. There was like an eighty percent chance that you played Iron Hands the after uh, after round three <laughs> at an event if you had any wins, because they were so prevalent there and they were so good. They had such a high win rate, and their their for average first round loss was what it was at that event. That like you had a four and five chance of playing Iron Hands at that event as long as you won. Like you won your second game, bam, you're now basically have to play Iron Hands, but you're not going to get anything else. Um, and that's not good for meta diversity. No. Not good at all, right? So No, no. No, I, yeah, I I mean that's yeah, I mean that's kind of pushback because I think where you hit the 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 line, which I think is most interesting, is that's not any fun. And I think that that's key, right? Like I'm not I think tournaments are tournaments. <clears throat> And you go there to try to win or play as many games to try to win as possible. But that it's not fun is key because there has to be some sort of uh, like, like, like push by the community, I would argue, to make it so that we can all play our toys. Like, because it's cool that you like Drakari, but what if you don't like them and you like something else? Then, mm-hmm. like, you know, like we talk a lot about things becoming invalidated. But I would say that you, you, you know, you, you bought your models, you painted your models, you really deserve an equal shot at getting into the environment as anyone else. 
but it's weird that it rely like it really relies on did I get lucky enough? Did I roll the dice? I mean, we all roll dice and it's all based on luck, but this is the ultimate dice rolling on <laughs> the army selection stage and yep. who you fall in love with. And I think some people some people kind of miss that. Like it's like when they're doing the defending and they're saying, Oh, like, oh, just wait for other books, let's say, or it'll be fine eventually. And it's like, well, it's not fine now. Like, and it's, it's a, it's a weird setup. Like if we watch boxing matches where you just had like a super heavyweight versus, versus a bantamweight, you'd be like, what am I watching? Like, why am I watching this? Like, this is <laughs> like, yeah. it's a weird situation. I think, I don't know if yeah, I have a I point agree. there or question. No, you do. Yeah. Like it's one thing that I've thought about a lot is this concept of, we just have to wait. And I understand that we're waiting longer because of the world and I get it. I just, I hate the concept because like it's going to be unfun for a lot of people. What we saw with Iron Hands when they were so popular was people were putting in FAQs for their tournaments or trying to and then getting like shouted down because like don't change the game, which I get. Um, we had like so many players coming out and just being like, well, I'm just not going to play because I don't feel it, right? Like this is too good. There's no reason for me to want to do it. And I don't think we're at that level yet, but I'm starting to see it weird places. Um, Colin Sherman, who's from the Best in Faction podcast, loves Drukari. He loves all elves. And he was so excited for the Drukari Codex, and he played a couple games. And he's, like, openly said, I'm, I don't want to play them right now because they're so strong that it's not fun for my opponents to have a game. It's not. And, like, he plays against people that are similar cal caliber to himself when he does his practice games. Um, he just doesn't think it's fun. He doesn't think it's... He just... He feels he has too many tools. And maybe there's, like... I think if you didn't know how strong this codex was, you could say, well, there's some hubris there, right? But they just really are that good that if you are putting them in the right hands, most people just don't play the same game you do. Like, you force them into the game you're playing, but it's not Warhammer anymore. It's a, just a... It's a different game, right? It's not they don't get to play any of their strategies. It's like, okay, well, I have to kill these raiders. I have to kill these witches. If I don't kill these incubi, they're going to make me fight last, and then I have to do this. And, like, all these things are like, well, that's too much. And, yeah. I think It's I think not the end of the world. It's not the, I, I, like, I just need to say that. It's, I, like, sometimes I get like this, and I say things, and I feel like I'm getting, I'm, I'm overreacting. I'm not overreacting, but I'm also, like, this isn't the end of the world. Like, you can have a fun game of Warhammer right now. The game is mostly balanced. This faction is just ahead better than everybody else right now. So just you have to be aware. That's see, that's the key point, right? Like the other thing about the stats, which I always thought was really valuable, like meta percentage always, win percentage in addition. Like and some of those are skewed a little bit. Less so in 40k because you have so much more data. So like your your percentage changes like and I'm not that's not just a no data joke although feel free to make it Twitch chat uh, it'll save me from the horse jokes uh, the <laughs> the um the the point is is that uh, I've lost my point because I made a joke and then my brain flipped sorry. out I'm so sorry I'm so you sorry. started is... thinking about horses <laughs> eyes glazed over uh, so the the point is is that um, the game is always fun. Like, the game is always enjoyable, but you're so better armed to have fun and enjoy it if you know the context. Like, it's so easy. Like, you like, I'm going to, I want, like, if you, your friend, it's always the, the worst conversation to have, isn't it? Someone online says something like, hey, I really want to run this rubbish army today. Like, mm -hmm. you're like, and you're like, hey, dude, that's great. Have a great time. And it's like, will I do well? And the answer is, probably not, eh? 
you, yeah. you're new, so that's a problem. And then two, really importantly, your army, like you're, you're a blind race car driver, like in a terrible race car. Like you yeah. don't know what you're doing and your car's bad. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and then someone will shout at you and say, stop dampening their spirits. I'm like, I, I want to give them context. I want them to know so they can enjoy themselves. So they can be like, okay, that's fine. Because I tell you what, you then you do the flip side of it. And then you can you can really like applaud yourself. An example would be a, a fellow that we had in the community called Steve Dooley. He would keep playing with um, uh, uh, Darkling Covens, which at that point was a, a kind of uh, a faction all on its own. Eventually, got kind of subsumed into Cities of Sigmar, so kind of like mixed mm-hmm. order, uh, effectively. He won tournament, went four and one, and honestly, I don't remember who won that tournament. I can't remember who took the tournament away, but that four-one result was insane like it just shouldn't like have he shouldn't have been able to do it like it was it was amazing and i think um knowing that you can you can set yourself up to be in these really positive situations i think stuff like jukari and stuff like that is too oppressive iron hands jukari would be a good example um and then we've had that with seraphon for a while i think as well idk and some other stuff in ACM. but you know ultimately i think um what's interesting is watching the community reaction and like you say uh, rather piss b- fucking bloodstones <laughs> than watch that conversation because it'll happen again. That's yep, the point. It'll happen con- every time. It'll happen every time. The conversation, and not this bad sometimes, right? No, no, by by all means. And like, I think I get more defensive about it because you have the data. I don't mind. Like some of the comments I've seen, like they fit, right? Like there's a things I've seen a few that are like, you know, everybody screamed about. Uh, like X faction and it's been happening for every codex. I don't think that's necessarily been true. I'm sure there's been small parts of the community that have been like every codex is more broken than the next. Um, but I think when you use the data, that's when, that's always when I start to get a little defensive and I'm like, Hey, listen, like there's numbers here. This isn't just someone talking out their ass. This isn't just like, you know, Oh, I've looked at this codex for five minutes. Cause I mean like Bl- blood angels came out and there were definitely people in the community that were like, this is too strong. It's broken. It's going to win everything. And it won in like one event. Right. Um, but that wasn't one where it was a small portion of the community that said it. Like, I think if you look back at what I said, I was like, it's a good codex. Sanguinary guard are undercosted. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, it's not, I don't think it's that amazing. And it turned out to be fine. Um, death watch looked amazing on paper. But I think most people would uh, said, you know, this is a really strong codex, but can you build a list around it? Because everything's so expensive. Mm-hmm. And so far, doesn't seem to have been the case. Um, Dark Angels. Necrons. Uh, Dark Angels. Dark Angels is like the one exception. I think of all the codexes, Dark Angels is the one where everybody looked at that and said, this is just busted. Like, how are we going to beat this? And then we did. We figured out how to beat it. Right? I mean, also that because... Is like, the- the tools weren't really there, right? Like, it was like, okay, they've got, like, army-wide transhuman and terminators that are insane. It's like, cool, can we make loads of mortal wounds exist? Like, yeah, you know... And, exactly. And, right, there yeah. was, like, a very hard counter to that. And then it was like, well, bikes are super powerful. True. Like, can you find the right mix? And I think that mix exists. I think we've seen, uh, like, good results out of them. But there are a lot of bad of uh, Dark Angels list, right? Like, a lot, a lot of them. People that go heavy into terminators, so they're slow as all get out. Um, and you just play around them. You don't even you don't even engage. You just like just run around. You're like, hee hee, look at your four inch movement. Get out of here, <laughs> sucker. Um, or like they go all bikes, and then they just even though they have like a five up invuln over everything, which seems like it should be great. A five up invuln is nothing in this game. Um, 
without something else to back it up, like a five up feel no pain, like some models have. Like that's all stuff that we we've seen. So Dark Angels have a great win rate. They've definitely like made an impact on the meta. You have to think about them, but they weren't like the boogeyman that people thought. That is the one where I can say, yes, I can see how you can look at that and then be like, people are overreacting about Drukhari. But we didn't have any numbers when people said that stuff. When we got the numbers, it, it should have been obvious. Like, okay, like this isn't where it is. Like they're very strong. They're not broken. But when you, when you can come out and be like, they won, you know, they won so much. They just done so well. We have a thousand games worth of data to look at more. That's enough. That's definitely enough where you can say, yes, there's an issue here. Now the thing is, what is the issue? How do we fix it without breaking them? And I think that's also part of the fear of some of these people, like the Jukari players, is that they'll get they'll get Gene Steeler culted, right? They they'll get either they'll get fixed long after they they need to be fixed, or they'll get hit so hard that they're like imperial fisted. Like they get imperial fisted to death right in the butt yeah right like they become they go from a, a terrifying army with crazy mechanics that are to like you just can't win a game with them because yeah. they get over nerfed and i feel that that's that's kind of where i can see where you might might want to get a few more games see more see more results to see what needs to be do what needs to be done to t- tone them down yeah, I think that yeah, that, that's the important point. And I can understand people's kind of like fear, especially if they bought into the army as well. Yeah, if you um, love your army, you don't want it to be nerfed. No one ever wants their army nerfed, but there just has to come a point where you accept that maybe it needs to be done. Which is the opposite, right? Like yeah. when you don't love the other army, you're like, give a fuck. Like yeah. like seventy two percent's too Tear high. Tear the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel? Are you excited about uh, any of the? Because there's there's the Warhammer Fest preview next week. Two two yeah. different days worth of 40k yeah. what are you what are you oh. hype about like what's got you what's got you on the what you got because we know demons because bellacore mm-hmm. we know mm-hmm. um sisters because all the sisters previews yeah. we know mechanicus because mm-hmm. of all the box mm-hmm. leaks and i think what's the other one that we think we know orcs, orcs. no orcs we know orcs. They've, they've leaked a bunch of stuff for orcs already yeah yeah of course. or not even leaked they've just like straight up said so yeah um I think we're going to see a supplement, like a, uh, or like whatever, like not a supplement. A, um, I think we're going to see like another Book of Rust Part Two or whatever. And I think that's sure. how we're going to get our Bellacore stuff because right now he's not playable in 40k. I um, mean, he's too beautiful. Uh, GW wouldn't do that to us. They wouldn't do that to us. Yeah. So, so I expect we'll see like an announcement for Book of Rust Two. And I'm excited for that because I do want to see Bellacore stats. So I need to know if I can start a Chaos Army. Um, <laughs> I think we'll see more orc stuff because I think there's probably two or three at least more things we haven't seen out of them that they're going to get. Yeah, and that excites me because I'm I'm a big orc fan despite not owning owning an orc army. Like I'm a huge orc fan. Big orc that, that is the army I don't play. That like I don't care. Like I just want them to be good, and I love it. And I and I love new models, and I love that they're probably not going to be called Wickabick Bigglebuggins. Like. I, <laughs> Like they're not gonna have stupid nonsense names and be race cars this time. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna be like serious models, right? They don't, they they're not gonna be silly. They're, they're gonna, gonna be silly. They're gonna be silly. They're gonna be like, <laughs> I tell you what, one of the one of the most scary things uh, that I've got. Oh, that was terrible English. Anyway, one of the things that's been really upsetting me recently, especially for Age of Sigmar, but 40k is also true, is as a commentator uh, planning to cover loads of events, rattling off some of those names off the top of your head is you're like 
what is that called? Could you not have made that? Like, why is it three words? A unit name that's three words. I don't want it. Like, because I'm just going to start renaming them as like warthogs. Like the, I mean, the... they can't win, though, though. They can't win. GW can't win on the naming thing. We make fun of them when they name Space Marine stuff all in something. And then we make fun of them when they try to be creative with their wigabug fluckabuggas. <laughs> right? True. Can you imagine, like, just wait for the Centaur army for Age of Sigmar to be released. First off, because of your, how chat is going to react to you. Like, that is, I'm, oh, I already have an erection. And uh, <laughs> second off, like, the names. The names are going to be all horse-related. They are. Right? They are. Like, yeah, or some the sort rest of, yeah. of this interview is Centaur-related. One of the best <laughs> SNL sketches of all times. Time, by the way. Look yeah, it I'll up. I'll go watch it. I will go watch Christopher it. Christopher Walk. So you still watch Peep Show. It upsets me you haven't watched Peep Show. Like, but yeah, I won't watch it just because of that. I, because I it upsets you, I won't watch Peep Show. What? I won't watch um, Wainel. Wandel. <laughs> it's called Wayne. It's a hard name. It's, it's hard a name really hard name. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, the one I'm excited about is like you said, Booker Rush sort of style demon book. I'd like a demon book generally. Um, I think that that would be quite cool. Kind of like codify everything into a single kind of publication and i think that would be really nice plus there's a whole bunch of cool stuff out because there's a new uh fate, i don't know if you've seen for you've seen well, like they've at least like well there are some there's two new demon mm -hmm. models the two we've new seen. slanesh things yeah 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 so i wonder if they'll be they like, should obviously get transported over to 40k they look incredible don't they mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm looking forward to orcs mechanicus stuff i'm excited for as well like very very excited for that yeah. uh so i think generally do you think there's anything kind of out there that we like if you got a, a wish list item uh, kind of to round off the show, like a, a wish list, like this would be something cool that I wasn't expecting. What would be cool I'm that I'm not expecting? Well, <sighs> I would like to see a new faction. I mean, just a, like a whole brand new faction would be fucking bonkers. Um, yeah. I have been, and you know, I've been very high on the squat train and trying to make it a thing and telling everybody it's going to be a thing. Um, and just hoping that it actually is a thing so that like something like that would be super s sweet. I just don't, I don't think it'll happen. GW is going to disappoint me that way. So I'm just going to assume it's, gonna it's not that yet. Yeah, no, no. Like in like a year, in like a year, they're going to be like, Hey guys, guess what? COVID's over. Guess what we got for you? COVID present. Squat, spam, squat, bam, bam, bam. It'll be a train going across the screen, and there'll be horses beside it for just for you. Um, I want you to know that if squats come out, jumping. I don't mind them having an eighty percent win rate. Like that's the one situation where it's all one okay. faction where you won't even hear. I won't even mention it. I'll hide the result. <laughs> People screaming at you on Facebook. Pete, yeah. I look at this. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking. I don't about know what it. you're talking about. Forty k stats will just have everything redacted. It'll be like squats redacted. <laughs> Someone will be. I'll, I'll get emails. They'll be like, "Hey, can you tell me what it's like?" I'll be like, "Fuck you! You don't need to know." <laughs> and then just a picture of a squat you're painted sent back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't touch my faction. They're perfectly fine. The meta will adapt. <laughs> and you haven't seen the other codexes, so they're fine. They're doing really yeah. well. Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this has been a great conversation. Thanks uh, very much. No really excited to see what happens, kind of with the kind of. Because are, are there a bunch of events this weekend? Like, have we got like another like set day? The big one is the Dallas Open. Dallas Open is 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 huge. Um, there's a lot of talk about like their terrain and how that will impact things because they've been very open about how their terrain looks. And initially, it didn't look very good. Mm -hmm. um, they've updated it a lot. Hopefully, they updated enough. 
some of it's hard to imagine, right? Because they made these like fences that are obscuring, but they're fences. So I think that throws a lot of people off when you look at them. You're like, well, I can see through that. So this is just going to be a shit show. Um, but then having to remember these are obscuring how people, how they play it might change how that all goes down. Like that's kind of what you have to get in your mind. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens at that, at that event. That's going to be the one. And I also think that's the one where if Jukari just don't win it, people will be like, everyone is wrong. It doesn't matter. This one event proves it. Right. right. This is, this is the kind of like, because I guess, I mean, it's not very long though to react, right? Like the book oh. comes out three weeks ago, like, and you're like, solve this problem in under a week. Also paint all the miniatures that you need to solve this problem. Off you go. And I think, like you say, like uh, players at the kind of top end, but then also players at the top end are not stupid. They're like, cool, this is strong. Like they're going to like, it's the, it's the weirdest sport, if I'm allowed to call it a sport. And I know some of you guys criticize me for that, but like, I love it. Like, I think it is a sport. It's the weirdest sport really to be involved with sometimes because God, he's not into it. My internet disconnected. So. Oh, sorry. We're back. Um, uh, yeah, the weirdest thing about about this sport is there's a, just a bunch of race cars lined up. Like there are loads, mm-hmm. and there's just like the drag race car, and then at the back there's like a penny farthing, and then someone's like, there's yep. a couple of guys are like that penny farthing. That's for me. But all the competitive players are like, I guess I'll get in that drag car, and off they go. So yep. I assume Rob's a like, lot of secretariat. Secretariat. Glue. I need that. So I imagine they're all going to get in the fast race car, right? And then they're going to go smash face. Yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be a part of it. Uh, does that make me an athlete? It makes all of you athletes. Congratulations. Every time you mm-hmm. paint a mini or read a codex, You're you a are mathlete. training. Yeah. Yeah, you are mathlete. Love it. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, right. Uh, Pete, thanks for being on the show today. Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. Like I, this, I look forward to it every week. It's my favorite thing. I love talking to you. I love talking to Val. I love when Val's not here so that I can talk about other stuff, um, sex stuff mostly. Um, it's great. It's been lovely. Thank you. And um, we miss Val. Uh, lovely, lovely chap. And uh, he's, 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 he's much missed. And he's got a teething, teething baby. Mm-hmm. Teething baby. Yeah, the JVP. Uh, so big shout out to JVP. 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 Big shout out. Get them uh, teeth. <laughs> get them teeth get them teeth don't forget uh, to tune into that Goonhammer article and also to jump onto 40k stats uh, center and then you guys can click through all the stuff yourself and you guys can kind of like have a conversation look at the lists that you need to obviously that's the best way like, you'd be like if you want to play Drukari there's all the lists will be available how they'll work you can work that out um, uh, we're going to raid someone uh, now Pete yeah. do you want to go would you like to go weird or Warhammery I mean dude mm. Ooh. I do like to support the community is there a weird Warhammery? Oh no, don't do that because it's just going to be like all of them. <laughs> okay, so Val and I have been doing some research for some new projects, and he okay. found a site that's um like a Warhammer D and D thing, um except they like role play out their games that they play uh, on tabletop. No, and it has like some pretty high production value. I'm going to say, like, I'm shocked I've never heard of this thing before. And I wish I remembered the name, but he sent me a bunch of links. He was like, you need to watch these. I was like, is this Wayne? Is this how Rob's getting me to watch Wayne? <laughs> um, I opened up one. They're like all cosplayed up, which I have no problem with. 
and they're playing like Warhammer and they're rolling dice, but they're like RPing the whole thing, role playing the whole thing. Right. And I was like, this is madness. How did they get so much money to do this? How do I get involved? Because uh, I don't want there, to. Well, lots of people watching. Like, is it a big it looks thing? Like they have like hundreds of thousands of views, man. Like, this is what Why you need to get into. Why have we never heard of it? That's what I want to know. Maybe it's tens of thousands. I don't know. I don't add zeros. That's I don't still look at a anything. lot. That's still like, a lot. Let's see if I can find it again. Like, um, oh, Neil, thank you so much if you're still watching for that nice message. Um, um, <laughs> it's very polite of you to say. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, where is uh, they have a lady. Oh, Rats Reach TTG. That's what rats it's called. Reach, Reach TTG. TTG. Um, their Twitch channel had, oh no, that's not the one. No, don't watch that. That's, that's just a battle report from Halifax. Also cool, by the way, Halifax, where I was born. Fuck you if you don't like Halifax. Uh, Hyper RPG. I think this is, is this the one? God, he sent me so many links. Val, stop it. I don't care. He never sends me the links. What's going on here? He's like, you need to watch things. Oh, here it is. Here's this. This is definitely the one because he put a bunch of weird faces. Grim Dark Dawn by Hyper RPG. This is it. Holy. Okay. Holy. Grim Dark Dawn. Okay. Grim Dark Dawn. Like, if we can raid them, let's do I don't think we can. I don't, no. I think well, they... I mean, if they were live, then yes. I don't know if they do. Seems do they do Twitch they do. content? And like I like I haven't researched this. I'm not. That's not my thing. Yeah, I know. That's fine. Okay. Well, I think I found something fun to raid. I found something fun to raid. Let's go do this. This is great. Like the the quality. Anyway, sorry. What do we watch? So we'll put the link in the chat if uh, someone's found it. Oh, I'm gonna get watch it. That sounds really exciting. Um, we okay. Well, we're gonna go raid someone now. That's the plan. Uh, Pete, thanks for being on the show. Thank you very much. You're a Thank you for loving horses so much. They're an endangered species. Okay. That's okay. Uh, thank you to everyone who's tuned in live. Thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast and uh, the three and a half people who watch on YouTube. You're very much appreciated and loved. Deeply. Every time we mention horses, he literally rubs the, his chest, guys. Look at it. <laughs> Go back through the video. Watch. He's I'm going. Like, I'm going. Okay. Right. You're all who great. Be, who Look, be rating? Pete, you got any shout outs? No, who are we rating? I already uh, shouted out Hyper Dawn, Dark, Jim, Grim, Potato, whatever that was. Like, yeah, well, who, I just want you, to, I want you to click the link and you'll find out. You're going to have a great time. Here we go. Oh it's going to be so fun. See you later, everyone.